When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to the Having It All podcast. I'm excited that you're here with me on this Tuesday Maybe it's morning for you, maybe it's afternoon, wherever you're at, but you're here. You're here because you want to have it all. You want to experience it all. You want to live an abundant, loving life, and you're interested in some insights, some habits, some tools, some beliefs that are going to help you to create that and to experience that in your life. I'm super excited that we get to have these conversations every single Tuesday, And whether this is your first time here or you are a repeat listener, I'm so grateful, so grateful that you would just carve out the time to come and hang out. Today's episode is a very cool one because I have somebody on the show who has not yet been a guest. However, he has been instrumental in this entire podcast. From the very first little sprinkles of an idea to where the show is now today, reaching and impacting almost a million people. His name is Day Adioba, and he is my life coach and mentor, and it is a huge, huge honor to have him on the podcast today. Our conversation is powerful, it's awesome, and I'm excited for you to listen to it. But first... We gotta share some magic. We gotta share some magic. You know, it's from day that the that I, I learned about the concept of magic and magical moments. And a magical moment is when you influence yourself, others, or life in an empowering way. And so my magic for this episode happened today. It happened earlier today when I was on a mastermind call uh, with my business coaches and the other Uh, entrepreneurs and business folks who are in my mastermind group. And I was presenting my challenges to the group. And I'll be honest, my challenges were all around scarcity. They were about money. I was definitely feeling, um, I was in that, that, that scarce place where, you know, I was checking the bank account and I'm looking at uh, projected revenue that's going to come in over the next couple of days and weeks, especially as I round out the month of September. And I was feeling scarce. I hadn't been, 
you know, plugged into work the past number of days. I've been on on vacation uh, with Sarah, Maya, and my family, and it's just fascinating how when I am when I unplug myself a little bit from work, how quickly those scarce feelings kick in. So I've been feeling it uh, definitely around money, almost primarily around money. So I brought that up to my group, and I received some feedback. And one of the pieces of feedback that my coach gave me, she asked me. Do I ever carve out time to just think and to be creative? And she's given me that that she asked me that question and given me that feedback several times, and I had to once again say no. Um, I don't. When I look at my my calendar, it's very you know meticulously put together. I have I have blocks of time for all these different things, like blocked out of my calendar, but. I don't necessarily have time when I'm just in creative mode, not in do mode, but more in a being mode. So she recommended that I make that a priority this week. And so what I did was I looked at my calendar and I said, "Okay, cool, I can do this on Friday." And I went ahead and put a little block in in there for Friday for 30 minutes of creative time. But I thought to myself, "Come on now." If this is really something that I'm challenged with and if this is connected with my my ideas around scarcity and my feelings of scarcity and if this is what my coach is saying, "Hey, this is my coaching. Go and do this thing." Why the hell am I going to do it on Friday, 4 days away? So the real magic was influencing myself to as soon as our call was over, I opened up my phone, set a 30-minute timer and I did my 30 minutes of of creative time right then. I didn't wait. Because I know when I wait, a whole number of things can get placed in front of that task and all sorts of stuff happens when I wait. So the magic was influencing myself to get it done right then. Boom. And I put the magic on my balance chart. So if you're following me on the on the balance chart, then you can see my magic there and you can see pictures of my notebook. That was another thing that was cool. I'm so connected to technology that I rarely write with a pen anymore. I used to, but I stopped. So for this 30 minutes of creativity, If I had an idea and whatever I wanted to to brainstorm on, I used a pen. And that actually influenced me to slow down, right? To slow down my thoughts a little bit and be very intentional about it, what I was was focusing on. So, that was cool as well. If you've got magic and if you're on the app, post it in the app so I can see it, so I could be influenced by it, because that's why we post these things and we share them so that we can influence one another. I got some listener love today. Last week I shared or in last episode I shared some uh some one-star reviews from iTunes. Hadn't done that before, so I thought that would be a really cool thing to do. Um but today I'm back in iTunes and I'm sharing most recent review. Uh this one comes from Colatel, 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 K O L A T E L, and they write wonderful podcast. Just discovered this podcast yesterday. Has given me a lot to think about. Such great information. I appreciate you, Colatel. I hope I'm pronouncing your your iTunes name correctly. Um I appreciate you because you said you just discovered the podcast yesterday and you left that review on September 23rd. So it's two days, it's the 25th right now. So that means you discovered the podcast and you felt inspired to go and create an account and leave a review. That's huge. That's I mean that's amazing. That means so much. Um I love that whatever you listen to whatever message you receive really connected with where you were at in the moment. 
That's a beautiful thing. And the fact that it inspired you to take some action is amazing as well. So I appreciate you. That's a huge deposit when you go on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, same thing. And you, first of all, subscribe. Then you leave a, a rating, a star rating, and you give me a review. You know, that's a huge, huge deposit for me. And, you know, I don't take those things lightly. So thank you so much, Coletel for doing that. And if you listening want to do the same, then hop on over to Apple Podcasts uh, or go on to iTunes and you can leave a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe because there's a good chance that Colatel discovered the show because the show has been climbing the ranks in self-help and that helps new people discover it. And you may not realize that a lot of folks still don't know what a podcast is. A lot of people haven't listen to a podcast before, or they might think that uh, podcasts cost money. But um, when you subscribe and when you do things like ratings and reviews, it helps to spread awareness, not only of this show, but of podcasting in general to folks. So I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Now, uh, before I go into introing day, I have a couple of really, really cool things to announce. Uh, I think both of them you're going to really dig. The first is that the Trust Challenge is starting back up in October. It's starting up on October 1st. That's six days away. It's a week from yesterday. And that means for the... What are we doing? We're doing... We're, I've changed up the format a little bit. Starting October 1st, and for the next five weeks, we're going to be making deposits into our personal trust account. So for five weeks... We're going to be focusing on making a deposit into our emotional account, into our spiritual account, into our mental account, into our social account, and into our physical account. I want to make sure that we are hitting all of those areas and that we're having a very balanced approach to making those deposits. And why are we doing this? Why are we making deposits? We're doing it so that we can build our sense of trust within ourselves. I want you to know unequivocally, without a doubt, any time of day, that you can count on you. That when stuff is going crazy in your world, when people that you want to rely on are just acting up, and you feel like, I cannot count on anybody, guess what? You can count on yourself. You can count on yourself to show up powerfully for yourself and for others. And the way that you do that is you practice and you participate in the trust challenge, and you get reps making deposits into your account no matter what. So if you participated back in August, same concept, but now I've added the, 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 the new ingredient of having different themes for each week. And if you've never done it before, if you did not participate the first time, I totally recommend you do. It's 100% free. 100% free, all you want to do is you go to matthewbivens.com slash trust. You fill out the little form where you declare what you are going to be making your deposit, what deposit you're going to be making into yourself, and that's it. And then each week, you'll be receiving an email from me as I guide you through making those powerful deposits and showing up for yourself. Oh, it's incredible. I gotten such great feedback from everybody who participated in August. It was almost 100 of you. That's awesome. So awesome. So that's coming back October 1, next Monday, matthewbivens.com slash trust. That's where you learn more about it and sign up. 
And the next announcement is that I have two new coaching slots that are opening in October. So you may not know, but I work with individuals on a one-on-one basis to help them create their version of an abundant loving life. And we'll sit down and we'll carve out that time each week. I'm showing up for you each week and we're just we're just moving through things. We're working on things. We're we're tapping into your greatness. I have a beautiful process called the seven guidelines that I take you through. And I only work with a handful of people at a time because I really want to be able to provide that personal, um, intimate touch. And uh, I have two new slots, two slots opening up in October. So if you have considered it, if you've thought about one-on-one coaching, if you've just wanted to level up in any area of your life, if you wanted to you know, level up spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, socially, or if you know that you have opportunities in your faith, within your family, in your love life, in your friendships, in your finance, in your money, in your career, in your fitness, in your health, or in overall general fun, if you have opportunities to step your game up in those areas and you're looking for some coaching, you're looking for some guidance, looking for some tools, some resources, and most importantly, some accountability, then go to matthewbivens.com slash coaching and see if working with me is going to be that catalyst to getting you to where you want to be. I love this work. This is a part of me paying it forward because as you're going to hear in a minute, uh, my coach has made so many amazing deposits to me. He's given me so many incredible insights and passed on his wisdom and unlocked tools and new ways of thinking and being that have transformed my life. And I use that word very intentionally. Transformed my life 1,000%. And so I love working with people to create the same sorts of results and transformations in their lives. So again, if that's you, if this is, if this is resonating with you right now, then head over to matthewbivens.com slash coaching to learn more and to apply. All right. So I am so, so excited to be introducing you today, Adioba. You know, he has been my coach, my personal coach, uh, my life coach, my mentor for well over five years. And through his coaching, I have healed so many disempowering beliefs, unhealthy mindsets about myself. Um, I have grown in so many ways, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, all of those ways. And, and I truly have uh, transformed and um, I credit so much of that to the equal parts fire and love that Day has applied to me through coaching. He has this really incredible ability to hold the space, to hold the space of greatness for you. And he's done that with me and he's seen me step into my greatness and my fullness even when I was nowhere near seeing it for myself. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-ch-chum. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Now, Day, um, in his work, he's known as a transformational specialist. And he's been doing this work with individuals and with groups for over 20 years. He absolutely has his 10,000 hours of mastery and many, many, many more. And Day is the creator of the Your Day Balance Game, which I have talked about extensively on this podcast. And for those of you who, who aren't familiar with the Your Day Balance Game, it's a health and fitness platform that's powered by love and balance. And Day is the founder and creator of it, along with the Balance Chart app, which a number of you um, are using to help create those lifestyle transformations for yourself. So in earlier, earlier episodes of this podcast, when I interviewed folks, I would always end by asking them the question, what does having it all mean to you? But with Day, we flipped it, and that was how we got started. So I'm going to drop you right into the very beginning of my conversation with Day, when I ask him the question, what does having it all mean to you? All right? Enjoy. Deyadioba, what does having it all mean to you? That is a great question. And that's transformed over the years, Matthew, as I worked with a lot of extraordinary players, executive CEOs, actors, athletes, NFL, NBA, um, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, Blue Cross Blue Shield. I've had opportunity to sit side by side with all these extraordinary players and not only see their life, but see the back office. You know, show up in their homes, go into their condos or boats and really see what it looks like to have it all. And so what I was really looking for, Matthew, wasn't what they had. I was really looking for how they experienced everything they had. And that's, what having it all to me is, it's not just what I have. It's how I experience what I have. And I experience it in a very powerful way because I can have a bowl of rice and sit on that corner and have it all. Kind of like Eckhart Tohar did, you know. I think he sat on the bench for a couple of years and then from that became everything you know about a new earth and everything. Yeah. Gave everything up. So having it all to me, if I had to really make it succinct, I would say, and this is what I teach, and this is what I share with all you guys, and this is why the game is designed the way it's designed, is to create PC profitable players who are purposeful. And to me, that's having it all. That I'm coming from a principle-centered, and that's what PC is, coming from a principle-centered connection flow lifestyle. And I'm using that level of alignment to generate production, profit, whatever I want to call profit. It could be 50,000 a year, it could be five, 10 million a year, it could be 100 million a year, whatever that is for you. But you create that profit from your ability to handle it. You don't create it from your ability to want it and want more. You measure your ability to handle it through your health and fitness. So anytime I take on new team members, have children, whatever, anytime I take something on, 
my body registers it as responsibility, i.e. stress. And so if I'm not paying paying attention in real time to my ability to handle it, then I keep getting driven by the success and then other people start helping me get the success. And this is what I've seen with so many successful people I've trained is that your success creates such momentum that you cannot deal with it in a healthy way. And that's when they come see me. So having it all is the person or persons who is able to really relate to their stress from a very high level of self-mastery and then create abundance both internally and externally. So once again, I call that PC, PC generated profit. That means you're generating your profit from being very aligned with principles. And that's why people come to you because you teach people how to become principle-centered. That's where you got certified in this game is to become a principle-centered coach. And that's what a lot of people might not know fully, but that's what you're great at. And so once people understand, because most people don't even understand that conversation, and if they want to get their minds wrapped around that, they're going to have to go to Seven Habits as well and start reading that book. So you start getting an idea of the difference between spouse-centered, family-centered, principle-centered, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so PC-centered profit, that's purposeful because once you make that profit, the question is, how does it serve your family? How does it serve your community? And how does it serve your world? He or she who's able to live that lifestyle at a high level is having it all to me. I dig that. I mean, that's 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 what I'm playing for personally. Absolutely, absolutely. So, t- tell me, what does it look like? Because either in your life or in in some of the folks that you've worked with, like, what does it look like when you are off of that? When you are more focused on the P, when you're letting that PC side go, uh, or when that purpose piece is missing entirely. All kind of vistas and art is painted when that is off. That's the majority of people. Most people don't even know what principle centered is. Okay, well then, why don't you just, what I, I want you to describe that in your own words. Because I know I've probably read like a passage from um, Seven Habits in an episode before, and it's in Covey's voice. What is principled centered? Because you've said it a bunch of times. What is it, what is it coming from your perspective? You know, and I'm going to keep circling it back to what you do because this is what you do. You teach people how to do this, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. When they work with you, this is what they'll eventually learn how to become because you're now principle-centered. That's what you learned over the last, how many years have you been playing now? Man, like I think five and a half years. Yeah, yeah. So you live a principle-centered life. So to communicate to your listeners, principle-centered means you understand the difference between principles and values. First of all, if you don't understand that distinction, then you can't live a principle-centered life if you don't understand the distinction. You know, you live in a value-centered life. And many of us are taught how to live a value-centered life. It's called yeah. I value family. Or we aspire to. Yeah, and that's the highest level, which is cool. I mean, there's just another level above it. Yeah. That's all there is. So value-centered is usually the pinnacle of lifestyles that I train. Most of them were value-centered. It takes a very, very astute wise, like going for it all person to live a principle-centered life and really understand that. So if we refer back to the seven habits, you know, he talks about different centers and that's why I highly recommend that listeners refer back to. He talks about the different centers and he says, depending on what center you have at the core of your life, whether it's spouse, family, church, 
enemy. Enemy is another center that people use. Another way to look at enemy center is is your rival. You know, you notice a lot of people, like whether it's sports or whatever, boxing, a lot of what they do, they're always thinking about their rival and it drives their whole life. So that's how enemy enemy center is, almost like your rival. A lot of times in sports, you look at them as your enemy or your rival. Nevertheless, when you have your center, whatever those centers are, it creates the four governors. You get your security off of it. That means you feel great if you beat them. You don't feel great if you don't. You get your wisdom off of it. The way you see life, your balanced perspective on life comes from whatever your center is, whether it's family, fighting, whatever. Like all life is boxing. All life is family. Uh, also, your guidance, you know, your, your ability to choose comes from that center. And last, your power, your ability to act when it's time to move. Like, for instance, if things are not going well with your spouse, you might feel a little depressed. You might not feel like moving and going to work that day, whatever. There's many different things that guide you and govern you depending on your center. Principle-centered rides above all that. So first thing is to understand the distinction between value-centered and principle-centered. So a couple of principles are, we always go over those principles in the game because there's several principles in life, universal principles. And a couple of the principles that we, we talk about is health supports life or the PPC balance is the precursor to longevity. And these are not so obvious until we say them. So when we talk about health supports life, we're saying that which is healthy will promote life. That which is not will end life. It's that simple. It doesn't need any debate. So That's when why I love that it's a principle. Because you can't, you can't argue against that. You could try, but you're just gonna. It's kind of like you're hitting your head against a wall because that which which supports life, which is healthy, supports life. It's like, of course. Yeah, it has nothing to do with how you see it, how I see it, a value difference, a perspective difference. It's just no. If you promote health, you will promote life. If you yeah. don't, you won't. It's simple. So that's what a principle is. It's a universal law that governs us all to a more effective way of living. That means when you align with it, you'll find life will move more powerfully, more effortlessly. When you don't, you're swimming upstream, you have to work a lot harder. That's it. Mm-hmm. So it's to understand those principles, like health supports life, the PPC balance, the precursor longevity. That one's pretty much saying that if you take full responsibility for your health, the PC, production capability, and the P, the profit, you take full responsibility for your wealth, then you'll typically go longer. Someone doesn't have to shore you up on the health side and take care of you like doctors. And someone doesn't have to show you up and take care of your your finances and your food and all that stuff like philanthropic giving and stuff because you can create that as well. So are you creating both sides? When you do that, you tend to go longer. The PPC balance is a precursor to longevity. So living your life according to those principles, that means you let those govern you. And then from that, your values take second seat to those. And you learn how to wrap your values around that. So you asked me a question earlier. What does it look like when people get off that? Most people are not principle-centered. So it looks like this. It looks like if they come in here and they start training with me, and I'm like, listen, right now we've done great running, exercising, eating well. However, your career is not serving you. I know it's serving your pocket. It's cranking out that money. You're a millionaire right now. You got 10 cars. You got this and that. But it's not aligned with who you are. And it doesn't really serve your greater self. It serves your egoic self. So principle center would say, okay, I'm going to surrender my career, whatever the case may be, to live according to my truest self, my highest self, and figure out how to create wealth from there. But most people, 
have never thought like that. And it's a scary thing because you have everything banking on this this act that you've created, this career that you're great at, but it's not really fully aligned with who you are because it's costing you your health. It's costing you your peace right there. That's why we can only get so far in training because this thing you keep buttoning up against called whatever you're doing, it's not really making sense to you. It's not really serving a bigger purpose to you anymore. There's a lot of things that that inform you that you're not aligned with your highest selves. And typically when you align with principles, they lead you to your highest self. One of the things I've heard you talk about um, just in our, our own conversations is that a lot of times when a person will jump in with a coach, in your case, like with a trainer, they'll make a lot of progress early on and then they hit that thing that is truly keeping them stuck. So I imagine you've, you've had so many examples of people who just get in and they're like all amped up to start working on their physical self and they'll be moving and doing those things. And then they hit that spot where it's like, it's very evident that the, the fact that they're sitting in a, in a career in a focused on their P and it's totally misaligned and you know, they've been sacrificing all those other things or giving up all those other things. It's like, now it's time to address this. Well said, you know, a lot of us, we're just driven by our values. And the thing about values is it can serve us until it stops serving us. You and see? Dig into that because there's a number of folks on the line right now who are listening who are like, wait a minute, Matthew's been working with me on my values. So uh, why are we doing this type of work? Ooh, that's huge. That's huge. Because a lot of our values are not governed or are aligned with principles. They're just aligned with society, our religions, what people say, what our family says. And after a while, you might realize it's not working for you. How do you know it's not working for you? You haven't hit this state of peace, this joy that comes from a greater source that's consistent. And a lot of people say that in their religion until I see it in their health. They, they, it's almost like a denial. They're like, yes, when I'm connected to God, I, I have this. I'm like, then why are you not healing? If you're that connected, why are you not healing? Like, it's like it calls them on their bluff. So yeah, to me, sure. truly being connected means everything transforms. Everything starts healing. You start letting go of what you don't need anymore. It's just amazing. So the reason why they're working with the, working on the values with you is because you're helping to rescript those values and to align it with something that's timeless. You see, in religion, in these things, you always have principles. But a lot of people don't understand what the principles are. So they think all this beliefs are principles as well. And that's where they get stuck. If you understand principles, then you can consciously choose what beliefs serve you and don't serve you. And there's a lot of beliefs in everything that you're taught that might not serve you. So being aware of principles, you now have choice that that belief doesn't serve me. Because if you can see the effect of it impeding your life, impeding your full expression, impeding your intimacy, your effortlessness, all that stuff, then there's some beliefs there that are not serving you. And if you collapse them with principles, you won't let go of them. You're like, no, I can't let go of this belief because I was taught this was a principle. Well, most beliefs are not principles. So I'm, I'm sure you're helping them rescript their values so that they can let go of beliefs that no longer serve them because they're not principles. And you can sure them up by teaching them principles to say, that's okay, this is the principle. This is why you'll be okay if we let go of that belief. And they can just watch you and see how it's done. I you know I know for myself, so prior to the work that we that we started, you know, five plus years ago, um, I wasn't even thinking in terms of principle, but I was I was behaving as if my beliefs were principle. 
well said. And that's what most of us do because we are never aware of principles versus beliefs. I like to say beliefs are like shirts. You know, if you keep a shirt on so long, you might start thinking it's your skin until you come <laughs> along someone saying, listen, Matthew, yeah. that shirt you've been rocking since 1970, it's not kind of flowing right now. It doesn't fit you real well. It's got some holes in it. You know what I mean? It's just not creating the <laughs> impact you want. You know, yeah. it's like, you don't have to keep wearing it. You're like, what do you mean? This is my skin? I'm like, nah, that's a shirt. You're like, nah. They told me it's my skin. I haven't taken this off ever. I'm like, well, uh, and that's what beliefs are. It's like, yeah. nah, that's your shirt. If it's not serving, you can take it off and put another one on and watch what happens. When you put on a different shirt, all of a sudden you feel different. It's kind of like a suit. If you put on a nice outfit suit, it just shifts the energy of your body. And all of a sudden it shifts how people relate to you. Everything shifts. Totally. And that's what values and beliefs are. You create them according to the impact. But it's important to understand what your skin is so you can take off the shirt and put on different shirts and feel very comfortable. You know, the, dif- the difference between your skin and your shirt. And so that's why it's important to understand principles because most people are too afraid to, to venture on beyond where there's comfort, security, there's a stake, there's, there's something that can anchor them. It's so scary to venture off to new beliefs and let go of old beliefs. So principles are the anchor to say, listen, regardless of how far we go, we will always be anchored through source because you and I don't create principles. God does. Universal all does, whatever you want to call it. So that kind of keeps you anchored as you take on new adventures. And it's humbling in such a non-intimidating way. You know, like sometimes for me, the idea of being hum- humbled, I'm like, I don't want to be humbled because that means I'm going to have to go through some stuff. But I've I've felt that understanding what principles are, connecting with principles, aligning with principles, and then seeing where I've misaligned, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. And that that's like the, the humbling part. Like, got it. I see why this didn't work. This didn't work because I was clearly misaligned with principle, thinking that it that my values or my beliefs were truth. Mm-hmm. And here's where I completely deviated. I did I went against consciousness creates and wow, I was frustrated with my result. So in those moments I'm I can it doesn't bruise my ego to be humbled by principle in those moments. And I've felt that in the past, like that idea of, of being humbled or, or the idea of connecting with that higher truth, like there was a lot of fear in those things. And so now the relationship for me at least is different. I think you said it best. And that's where I was going to lead to next. The biggest game that we're playing has always been the biggest game, but it looks like a myriad of different things over the years, but it's love versus fear. It really is. That's the biggest game. Because at the core of everything, it boils back down to, am I going to operate out of love in this moment or out of fear in this moment? And that's another thing that cannot be debated when you're operating out of it. When you're operating out of love, there's a certain energy that moves through you. When you operate out of fear, there's a certain energy that moves through you. And because people are so secure with their beliefs that are not working, as soon as you go to disrupt them, what do you think comes up, love or fear? Total fear. (laughs) Total fear. A whole lot, Yes. I mean, and just speaking from experience, absolutely, because it's uncomfortable. Because you don't want to, you don't want to wear something new on because your world has been constructed around these beliefs that you thought were truth and principle, and you think that your world is going to end or have to be totally rewritten or come crashing down if you adopt a new belief. And so, I've been playing this game a long time, and I still watch how you throw something new at me, and this fear comes up real quick, and it's like. Okay, let me let go of that. My goal is to operate the majority of the time out of love. 
I'm not here to be perfect at all. My goal is to, my modus operandi is love. And so it gives me room to be challenged by new things and say, okay, that fear came up for a split second, but how do I relate to it? And did I operate out of it? And did I get back to that love and that surrender? So it's just a big game. And that's what I've been able to do to constantly increase my, my mastery around getting back to love instantaneously. And that's what masters are. It's not that you won't experience fear when new things come up, new ideas. It's you will, the masters get back to it quicker than they get off it. That's it. And that's the big game. And that's what this game, your day balance game, is presents you with a lot of challenges. So you can turn over all those stones where there might have been fears that you weren't even aware of. And there's a whole lot. And start dissolving them. As you dissolve those fears, your state of energy raises up. Your calibration raises naturally as a byproduct of dissolving fears. You just dropped like a dozen amazing things. I want to go back to one thing you just said, that mastery is about getting back on quicker. That's it. Because I, I know there's, there's people out there right now who are thinking that if I get off, I'm, I failed. And what you're saying is, no, it's not about getting off. It's like you, you might get off. It's about how quick you get back on. You'll be off 97% of the time. Yeah, that's how it works. Stephen Covey says the best in seven habits. He says when you're flying from Atlanta to New York, he says 90% of the time the pilot's off and all he does is correct because he's getting feedback. And so he corrects and he always makes it to New York. So once you realize that you'll be off 90% of the time, you stop fearing being off. And you start playing to be on and that's it. And that shifts everything. Yeah. Everything shifts in that moment when you get it. <laughs> you know what's funny? There's longtime listeners who are like, Matthew said all this stuff like so many times because there's like this is this is why I wanted to bring Day on the podcast. Because so many things that I've talked about from, you know, love versus fear, from what it looks like to be principle centered, from even the example of the plane flying from one location to another is like this is the man that first spoke those things in to me that I, I really thought about internalized and then you know brought them to the podcast. So if you're kind of thinking some of this sounds familiar, there's a reason why. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, and if we go back to the beginning of the show, you ask, what is having it all to me? And yeah. I say it's creating PC generated profit that's purposeful. That means you're so on point in your self-mastery, your reps, in your lifestyle that you cut back to that principle over and over again. You use principles to make the majority of your choices and you surrender to what the outcome is. And through that surrender, profit flows, production flows, people show up, wealth shows up. It's to what level you can get it to flow being so powerful in your principle and being so centered. And that's a challenge because 
I've rarely seen somebody create a high-level profit being PC-centered. Most people I've seen create high levels of profit is because they were using some of the other centers that for years people have used to create wealth. You know, whether it's business-centered, work-centered, religion-centered in churches. You know, I've seen it all. People create wealth all kind of ways, but I haven't seen too many people become very wealthy from PC-centered. That means what's driving them is principles. So you said that, and what I what I took from what you said was that a large part of being able to ultimately create those profits, whatever it is that you want to create, maybe it's financial profits or other things, uh, surrendering to principle is a big component of that, and you use the word surrender. All right, surrender is something that I have that I am I'm just constantly challenged with. But I and you, I've seen incredible amounts of surrender. Teach me in this podcast right now. Like, what are those things that that allow you, that help you to surrender to those to what you know is more powerful? Even though the act of surrendering, I don't know. I, I don't know what like I don't know what might go on in in your mind. But I've just seen an incredible amount of surrender in you from the game day experiences to things going down with family to entrepreneurial ventures. I just I'm constantly amazed and then inspired by your by your surrender. Thank you. Surrender. So faith, you know, when we talk about the six F's, the six frameworks, we say the number one is faith. And the way we define faith in this game is trust and surrender. If you want to see someone that has a high level of faith, in anything. You don't have to be religious to have a high level of faith, but that's typically what you associate to religion, high level of faith, yeah. which is great because they do have faith. When you see someone that has a high level of faith, two things look for. Where are they constantly surrendering and where are they truly trusting? And so then we break down surrender to two things got to constantly happen in your practice for there to be surrender. And that's allowing and letting go. Where are you allowing? You know, and where are you letting go? I read in one of Stephen Covey's books that he signed the foreword on. It says, it says, it talks about allowing is the is the principle, the first principle of community. Something like that. It's like huge. It's like, wow, to allow is the first principle of community. If you're going to build a big community, you have to allow a lot of things to be what they are and not what you think they should be all the time. So, where are you allowing things to be as opposed to always trying to control it to be what you think it should be? And that's, that's whooping my ass daily, yet I love the game. And that's why you see me, it's all a game to me. And the more I allow, the more I surrender. And the more I let go, I surrender. So letting go, you know, we're so attached to so many things. How can you let go and let it flow, you know, and, and let it be? So letting go and allowing are the two things you really want to see the practices show up in people's lives to see if they're truly surrendering. Because they say they're surrendering and they don't have day-to-day practice of allowing and letting go, then it's talk. It's hype. Letting go and allowing. What are your what's your day daily practice of allowing and letting go? I mean, in this case, I'm always uh, I gotta do it every day because I have such powerful players around me. In my mind, I envision what it looks like to to focus on one thing and move the game forward. At the same time, Everybody has what lights them up, you know? And so creating a space of allowing them to be authentic in their voice and to step forward and say, this is what I would like to do. This is what lights me up. That's a daily thing for me. 
to allow, allow to unfold the way it's going to unfold without having a preconceived idea of how it should unfold. That means how are we going to move this game forward so that a billion people are aware of it? It's, it's stop thinking about it should be like this anymore. I've let go of that thought a long time ago. I'm like, well, I'm just going to allow the players to show up the way they show up to be who they choose to be. And I'm going to let go of these preconceived ideas of what it should be daily, daily to allow it to be what the universe has in store because I already put the order in. So now it's going to take true faith to see if I truly trust the universe and trust the way it's going to deliver. And it's usually greater than you can ever imagine. So my daily practice is hearing the choices people are making to move their businesses forward and things like that and just constantly sitting in a space of allowing Constantly sitting in a space of allowing and letting that to be, you know, in my heart, in the space I hold inside from what they don't hear me say. Like, okay, allow. And then letting go of any time frame, letting go of any way it should look, and just being attuned with that energy, that love, that harmony, that allowing, that surrender, that faith and trusting that's already happened. Did that give you some idea of what I do daily as far as internal work? Absolutely. And it's funny that the alarm went off because that's an example of me not surrendering. That that alarm was to signal that, hey, it's six o'clock, so it's play camp time, as opposed to just allowing this conversation to flow. Okay. So that's funny that that you know, it's it's apropos that it goes off in that moment because just letting things be as opposed to trying to control, hey, let's have a powerful conversation within forty five minutes. It's like, nah, this conversation is gonna unfold the way it's gonna unfold. Wow. Another example is I have so many amazing players around me and, you know, I coach all I do all day. I, all day I give feedback and coach. So you give some of these players and close people, family members wisdom and you say, okay, this is what you come to me for. You say, how do I create this result? And you give them the process in order to create it. And they come up with every idea in the book, why they shouldn't be doing it. Why does it have to look this way? What I mean, it goes deep. And yeah. so at that point, I've got to let go. I've got to let go. It's like I can't be more attached to your beautiful vista and your your outcome. I can't be attached to it because you might not ever get there. You might be so stuck. I've got to let go you ever getting it. And that's a daily practice. You know, the space I hold for people is so deep and so profound, so profound that if I'm not letting go, them ever getting it, it'll destroy me. How much I really would love them to get it. Uh, you know what just came up for me when you said that? You know, you talked you talked a little bit earlier about people taking on new things in their lives, taking on kids, taking on jobs, and then things like that. Um, the idea of surrender for me is like, the more stuff that you take on in your life, the more surrender you want to be utilizing. If you're truly going to have it all. Most people don't do that. The more they take on, the more they hold on to. And yeah. that's what destroys them every time. That's when they show up here, they want me to give them a diet or a routine and I can never make up for the level of your attachment yeah. and your misalignment. And so that's why we say in this game, 20% of your results is fitness, 30% is lifestyle, and that includes nutrition, and 50% is consciousness. It's your awareness of your relationship to everything. Are you attached to it? Or are you simply a conduit allowing your wealth and what you create to flow through you? and never being attached to it. Will you truly be whole and complete whether you have it or not? A lot of people talk it, but a lot of people never really get to that state because as soon as it's time to let go of things that no longer serve you, you see the level of attachment. Oh, yeah. You know, it made me think of um, The Matrix, right? Like, 
I know for a lot of transformations I wanted to make, whether it was physical, emotional, mental, I wanted to just take a pill, right? To be presented with an option, like, let's just take a pill and, and then you're just in a whole new state of being. But you can't take a pill that's going to allow you to release attachments. <laughs> like, there's a process to that, you know, getting you to the space where you're at right now, where you aren't enjoying the experience that you're having. It took time to get there. Well, if you and I come up with that pill, that's a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you take this pill, all attachments go. <laughs> I mean, geez. I'm sure there's there's folks out there who are who have tried and who will make claims like that. And I know I know uh uh, uh drugs for me was it was a version of that because when I was high, I wasn't thinking about the things that I was so attached to, which is funny because then I ended up forming an attachment to the drug. Boom. <laughs> Get to you the way. Yeah. There's no shortcut. That was a, that's what I was going to say. It's like, either way, you'll become attached to that substance. So totally. That's hilarious. So it's a practice, and there's no shortcut to it, and nobody can outsmart it. I love the fact that there's so many geniuses that sat in my chair or sat in your chair and talked to me over the years, and I'm like, geniuses, you know, there's many different forms of genius, but most people understand gen- genius from a, stand- a standpoint of mental, like mentally smart. And if you don't, focus and that's what i love about what you're doing in your next 30-day challenge you're getting them to focus on all five of their wheels but if you don't focus on your mental your emotional your social your physical and your spiritual if you don't focus on all five then focusing on one will take you out and that's my biggest challenge when i coach people it's like their mental so strong they're not willing to let go of it and it stops them from really becoming fully powerful because your mental will can't carry all five yeah i know that i've like I can be in my head a lot, you know, and I know that for me, I've I've felt like my mental wheel could carry it all. Well, and it's not hard to measure the outcome of it. You know, I see it in a lot of less than powerful relationships, intimacy, things like that is when your mental wheel is carrying it all, uh, you're just not going to be as mashful in your emotions, you know, and there's books out there. They say, probably 60 to 70% of your success, your success is emotional mastery, not mental mastery. I get it. I get it. I mean, so many of the things that we've talked about, whether it's in a COI or in one-on-one conversations, is about the emotions. It's about how I'm relating to all of it, right? It's about, it's about all of that stuff. So, all right, let's take it back to your definition of having it all, the PPC that has the purpose. Because we talked a little bit about... Uh, the P, we talked a little bit about the PC. We talked about surrender. Um, purpose is interesting. I actually have a, an Instagram post that I'm going to read to you that brings up this idea of purpose. And I think a lot of people are, they struggle with what is my purpose and feel pressure to understand their purpose. And then here you are saying in order to have it all, there has to be a purpose component to it. So mm-hmm. talk to me about what, what is the purpose piece for you and, and, and how you define having it all. Purpose is, you know, there's many different types of purpose. You know, my purpose could be to create the greatest bomb in the world and blow things up, call it Hiroshima. And that was your purpose, to create it. So purpose doesn't necessarily have to serve humanity in an empowering way. It can, you can have many different purposes, and it can be notorious. <laughs> Still purpose, yeah. you know. Some people could say, you know, my purpose is to bring this havoc to the world and create a disruption like this, you know. So I'm clear. Purpose for me is when it serves, when it's a win-win for humanity, when it's a win-win for you, when it's a win-win for, for life and your planet, 
So everything is is improved upon, is healed, is is moving towards health. Not healed, but it's moving towards health. It's moving towards vibrating higher and a faster, more powerful entity. So purpose is serving, first of all, when we say PC, generated profit, you're already taking care of the golden goose because that's you. When you're PC-centered, part of that is taking care of the golden golden goose. That's part of being principle-centered is realizing that the eggs come from the golden goose. If you don't have that in part of your principles, then you're missing a big principle. The eggs come from the golden goose. So if the golden goose is not taken care of first, if the oxygen mask is not put on you first, then the eggs will soon dwindle, period. You don't have to argue about that. So you're taken care of. From that standpoint, purpose is when you can transfer that and use that gift, that conduit, that resource. You now become a resource for others to help others take care of themselves by setting an example. Teach them how to take care of themselves and empower themselves to feel great, to experience life powerfully, and to create what their dreams are. So that's purpose. Is you, Now you're both winning. You're setting an example. So them watching you is inspiring you to keep going. And they're becoming PC-centered and really starting to really learn how to love themselves. Like I said earlier, it gets back to love versus fear. So spending more time loving yourself. At that point, others are moving. Family, that's what you start off with. What is your, your core family, whether you're married or your brothers and sisters, all that's part of your family. Are they being enlightened by who you're being? Because they still have to choose. You know, They might not choose, but are you still holding a powerful space and example for them? From there is community. It's how can I serve my community? How can I put things together so the community thrives? You know, Your local community, your state, things like that. And from there, am I conscious about how I impact the planet? Because everything communicates, everything creates. So am I here to love this planet because this planet is loving me? So... To me, that's what purpose is when you think about who I'm being and what I'm creating in this world does it serve my community, does it serve my family, does it serve the planet? And if it doesn't, and it just serves your pocket and it sounds great and it's neutral, then you have to ask yourself, am I back to principle or am I justifying what I want to experience by my values? And that's a tough thing. Why... Why does, per, like, your definition of purpose sounds huge. That, you know, for me to act in my purpose, I have to be impacting humanity, right? Like, that sounds like, okay, well, I got to gotta quit my job, obviously. I got to change all this stuff because what I'm doing is not impacting humanity. Like, to me, that's, that feels big. Can't, can purpose be, like, I just want to be the most amazing father that I can be? Right, so like, talk to me about that because I know there's people out there who are listening who, what they feel resonates purpose-wise, isn't necessarily something that is they aren't thinking about how does this benefit the earth. It's like I want to be, you know, I want to be a loving person. I want to be a compassionate person. I want to show up for my friends and my family, and it's it maybe might feel a little bit more intimate. Their, their idea of purpose rather than like, I got to impact the world? Great question. That's why they come to you for this coaching so you can give them clarity about this. Uh, and that's why, I keep, that's why I keep encouraging your listeners to come to you for this coaching. When you improve yourself, the world shifts. Everything is connected. Nothing's separate. It's a delusion to think you're separate from everything. And a lot of us live in that delusion because no one's ever taught them that everything is connected. Mm. In Power Versus Force, you have a quote. He says, the universe holds its breath as you choose moment to moment 
what pathway you're going to head down. The moment you start loving yourself, the vibration of the world shifts. So you don't have to get caught up in how does this look in the world. It all connects. And no, as soon as you start with yourself, the world shifts. So when you're loving yourself and you say, I want to be a great father and love myself and example with my son, you're shifting the world. Yeah. yeah. Your purpose is huge. So it all connects. You shift yourself, your family shifts. Your family shifts, the world, the community shifts. The community shifts, the world shifts. It happens automatically. You don't have to worry about all that stuff. As you play bigger games, you can start taking on the thought of it. But all you got to do is start loving yourself and being an example. So I love, I love that response. And uh, I really didn't know where you were going to go with that. Uh, that. That was really cool. Um, this is inspired, like that type of question was inspired um, actually by a listener. His name is Mark. Mark reached out to me on Instagram. And he sent me um, this message, which is a, a quote, and he wanted to get my perspective on it. Um, I gave him my perspective on Instagram. Now I'm going to read this and, uh, and, and kind of hear your thoughts. Um, this quote is from a woman named uh, Sally Coulter, C-O-U-L-T-E-R. And what she says is, it's messing people up, this social pressure to, quote unquote, find your passion and, quote unquote, know what it is you want to do. It's perfectly fine to just live your moments fully and marvel as many small and large passions, many small and large purposes enter and leave your life. For many, there is no realization, no bliss to follow, no discovery of your life's purpose. This isn't sad. It's just the way things are. Stop trying to find the forest and just enjoy the trees. So when I read that, I was like, that's interesting. And, you know, I I shared my thoughts with Mark and we've been talking about purpose, right? We've been talking about P and PC that's connected to purpose. And here this this person is, um, Sally is saying like, no, for, for a lot of people, there's no discovery of your life's purpose, and that's okay. So what comes up for you? Because I know there's folks who, re- who read or hear Sally's words and find comfort in that. Like, okay, it's all right if I don't know what my passion is, if there isn't some big thing I want to do in the world or, or a huge way I want to serve people. It's okay because, you know, this person is, in their opinion, is telling me it's okay. I think we get caught up in the word huge. You know what I mean? Nothing has to be huge for it to be significant, powerful, and impactful. Mm. You know, sometimes the smallest things are most impactful. It's like you could have been the father to this one person that shifted the world. And the way you love that person is the reason why they took it to the world. That is huge. You know what I mean? But it was something. It didn't look huge, but it was huge. So let's not get caught up in what huge is. I I know I do. Because I think I was the one who put the qualifier of huge in there. But that is huge. It just depends on how you look at it. Yeah. So I just don't want to get caught up on what it looks like, but it's still huge to be the father of somebody who took it to the world because the space you held and the love you gave them, they didn't have to go through that whole breakdown and all that stuff because you just set it off. That is That's dope. That is just magical. So back to your question. I often have this question. I'm like, is purpose discovered or uncovered? Mm. And the answer is both. So you don't have to debate it. I like to say purpose is like this. If you're ever walking, if you're walking through a forest and all of a sudden you come to a clearing and you see this beautiful garden, you know what I mean? Is it yours? I mean, the, the, the fruit, the vegetables, everything is in line. It's beautiful. It's flourishing. You got all this and it can feed many. You're like, wow. And you don't see anybody around. Is it yours? No, probably not because you didn't plant that. You didn't grow that. You know what I mean? And that's what purpose is. Purpose is like a garden, you know? And, and when it hits full bloom, it serves so many, including yourself, whatever that looks like. 
I mean, it's going to serve more than one. As long as it serves more than one, that's great. It's not just serving yourself. So most of the times a garden is not just discovered. Yes, you discovered it because you walked across it, but you have to learn how to plant gardens. So if you get around people who teach you how to plant gardens, you know, and that's what a purpose is, is it's learning how to put certain ingredients together because everybody has gifts. And that's what we talk about. And that's when, when people call you and you help them write their mission statement, what they're getting in it, because it's part of this teaching, is that you want to make sure your mission statement, your purpose statement includes your gifts and your talents. And when we say your gifts are things you're just born with. It's like you, you shrug your shoulders. You're like, I just could always do it. Yeah. Talents are things that you repped. You said, I want that in my repertoire. And you just repped it. Ten years later, someone came along and you're like, nah, I, I spoke two languages. Five years ago, I only spoke one. You're like, what? You know, you're just talented at it. Then passion. You know, you want to make sure your purpose statement has passion. So well, there's a lot of things you're passionate about. Many things. So throw that little ingredient in there. And that's what a garden is. It's little ingredients, little of this, little of that. So you have your talents and gifts with your passion. You want to make sure it contributes to others in a significant way because you can contribute to others. You can take away from others in what you do. So you want to make sure this adds to others. Be very intentional because if you don't pay attention, it can take away from others. And you want to make sure that it compensates you in a sustainable way. Because a lot of people write purpose statements where they totally exhaust themselves and they're dead. That's, I've know? heard those. I've, I've and, read some of those. Yeah. And the last thing is you want to make sure it's aligned with principles because principles are inexhaustible. Yeah. That means you don't have to rely on yourself. The lines of principle, you just lay, lay back on that principle and it flows right through you. You put those ingredients in there and you will come across and you will create your purpose. Everybody can do it. No questions asked. So I hear that. And that's one perspective for those who feel I can't. Nah, nobody, what God has blessed us all with, God has blessed us all with. And if you're truly intentional about it and you truly choose it, you have talents and gifts. You have passions. You have contribution to others. You have ways you like to be served and you can align with principles. And you just got to let it bake. You let it come together until one day your gardens bloom. And when someone comes across and they thought it was always there, you're like, nah, that was repped. And that's what this game's about. You're where you're at because you repped this shit. That's dope. I love that. That's cool. Uh, I always appreciate you, Day. Like, I can just throw stuff at you. And, and uh, I don't know, you just, you just flow with things. Um, I want to circle it back and kind of wrap it up with, like, for your PPC creation that is purposeful, what does it look like? What is that for you? Because we talked a lot about the elements of it and what it makes up, but what does it look like for you specifically? Most of the time, you don't know what that garden is going to look like until it blooms and it comes out. And you just don't know. You just got. That's why faith is so important. You got to say, you got to keep asking yourself, is my talents and gifts in there? Is my passion? And let it do what it does. It's always going to come out greater than you can ever expect it. I did not have any vision of being where I'm at today years ago because this kind of career and this kind of position wasn't taught, you know, yeah. as a lifestyle coach through health and fitness. You know, that's not really a career or a trainer. That wasn't a career back when I was growing up. So I thought I was going to be an engineer, electrical engineer, things that you're taught, you know. So I started putting it together, and then this is what came out because I kept following what my body, what my attunement was telling me. What does it look like for me? Now that it's fully baked and it's come out and it's pretty amazing, is my goal is to really create personally, is to create PC leaders. 
That's what I want to create. That's what I love creating. PC leaders, that people who lead their organizations, their families, their schools, everything off principle centered, and they're willing to be held accountable to it. And that's what a game does. The game gives you a measurement tool to hold you accountable, to say, if you're a PC leader, it starts off with self. It starts off with your production capability. Because the more principle centered you are, which is PC also means, means production capability, the more you're able to produce because it's not just you, you're flowing off source. So my intention, what does it look like, is creating 10,000 PC leaders. You know, That means people who are different types of coaches such as yourself who use the tools of the game to transform people's lives. From that, they enroll thousands and millions of people to play the game, like just to get on and use the balance chart and just play so they can hold themselves accountable. And from that, they inspire a billion people to watch. So all of a sudden, this health and fitness philosophy is impacting a billion people. That's what it looks like for me and raising their calibration so that the world raises its calibration. Right now, according to David O. Hawkins, the world calibrates right around 207 out of 1,000. So I'd like to know that I lived and this game was part of the part of what raised the calibration of the world to 235, you know, or 250, which is, which takes centuries. But if we, with a game like this and the fact that the world's flat in technology, it doesn't have to take centuries to raise the points to 25 points from now, like from 207 to, you know, 230 something. And keep in mind, like you said earlier, most people only go five points their whole life in calibration. So I love it because the game will raise your calibration You've jumped up hundreds. Yeah, That's why you're impacting people the way you're impacting. That's what they say. If you can get past the 200, you can jump up hundreds. I've watched you jump up hundreds. So that's what it looks like to me. It's creating more of you, people who, who are ready to lead the masses in their own unique way, which you've done. So I'm so inspired by what you're doing. And I, and I pray that you have... Many more people coming to you to coach them on becoming PC-centered. And uh, call Matthew uh, and get get on it. He's going to walk you through becoming PC-centered. Yes. I appreciate you, Day. Um, this conversation was very cool personally for me to be on this side of the mic because you've interviewed me on your podcast, the Make Every Day Your Day podcast. Um, and that was a great experience. And you have walked with me as this show has grown its legs over the past two and a half years. And, you know, as you said at the top, you were there in the the COI where we were coming up with the ideas and where the name Having It All came from. And, you know, you were there helping, you created the acronym ALL, Abundant Loving Life. Like there's so many, like your hands are all in this. And so to now have you on the podcast is tremendous. So I, I appreciate you so much for who you are who you have been for yourself for me for the community and just who you continue to be because you know we talked about this um i think last week the difference between being inspired and being motivated and i truly have been inspired by by you and being in your energy and being in your presence because being around you and that energy has gotten me to take action. And that's what the inspiration is. Like there's an action component as opposed to, I just feel great when I'm in your energy. No, by watching you and being around you, I've been like, damn, that's what it looks like to surrender. That's what it looks like to come from love. That's what it looks like to live through principle. All right, I'm going to now act and shift some things. So 
day, I appreciate you for, for who you, you, you are. And I appreciate you for just hanging out with me for the last, I don't even know, 45 minutes. Well, I'm humbled, um, as you always do. Give me an opportunity to look back on myself and stay humbled. I will say that I'm very inspired by who you and your wife are becoming. Like, you guys are so rare. I've worked with thousands of people, and I can't think but a handful that's made it this far, if that has made it this far. So I don't think you'll realize how far you made it until maybe 10 years from now of the impact that you have in, in the world and how far you've come in your self-mastery. So, but I think uh, you're getting affirmations about it from the impact you have in your podcast. You're starting to really see that you're a very rare breed, very, very, very rare. And I, and I sit here just smiling because, you know, very few people make it this far in their self-mastery. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm humbled. Um, and, I'd go through 10,000 people again to see one of you manifest from it. Yeah. yeah. You and Sarah really make make it worth it. And that's, it's like investments. You might have to invest a lot and see a lot of things not pan out, you know. But if you get one or two that strike at home, it makes up for everything and more. So that's who you and Sarah are for me. And uh, and I just I let go and allow, you know what I mean? Because I've been in playing this game for over 20 years and I can never be attached to any of it. You know what I mean? None of it. I can't be attached to none of it. So you guys are too powerful. You can make choices at any moment in time. So I'm just going to enjoy you today and love you fully today. Thank you. Mm, I received that. I appreciate it. Thank you, Day. And for everyone listening, I want you to do two things. I know you dig podcasts because you're listening to this podcast. So Day has a daily podcast called the Make Every Day Your Day Podcast. Seven days a week. Day gets behind the mic and he delivers just everything that we talked about in this last however long times 10. Go check it out. It's on iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. I know because I produce it. Day's the man behind the mic. I'm the man who's getting everything published. So go check it out. That's the Make Everyday Your Day podcast. That's the first thing I want you to do. The second thing is if you are in the Atlanta area and can come and just be in the energy of, of Day in the Your Day Playground, great. Hit me up. I'll give you the address. You can come by. If you can't, the next best thing is to watch Day on the Balance Chart app so you can see how this man is living. You can see his habits day in and day out. And to do that, go to theydbg.com, download the app, go check out Day, go follow him, go watch him on the Ordi Balance Game app. His name is spelled D-A-Y-A-D- E-O-G-B-A. Guarantee you'll be influenced by seeing the habits that Day is posting day in and day out. And man, once again, appreciate you, Day. Love you. Man, I love you too, man. I like to add this to it. It's amazing how magic comes back because this podcast would not exist if it wasn't for Matthew and Sarah. So just to watch him become a masterful um podcaster and, and hold me accountable to it and hold that space for me and just create this space for me uh i can't express to you the win-win like this podcast exists because of matthew and sarah so they're holding me to the fire i thank them make it your podcast wouldn't exist right now if it wasn't for them send uh paving the road and holding me accountable to it and just making it happen so man 
that's life it just mm-hmm. keeps coming back tenfold I'm so thankful to you I love you and watch Matthew and Sarah on the BG2 those are the realest players ever <laughs> alright Day this has been this has been real man I appreciate you I love you man Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.